0: Good morning everyone, Kevin here from Skywatcher and welcome to another episode of the Skywatcher What's Up webcast where we take a look at everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks uh, for observing and imaging and of course at the end of the month we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Uh, so uh, we're in September now. Um, today we're actually going to be talking about a new set of telescopes that we have uh just recently uh, released and these are kind of an evolution on what we've offered in the past with some new technology uh, that has obviously been in the Skywatcher watcher lineup uh, lately so uh, but today we're going to be talking about the new virtuoso gti uh, series of telescopes so that'll be kind of cool um, for just a couple quick announcements if our uh, if you're looking for a Star Adventure 2i uh, Pro Pack, those are in stock. You can get an order in right now and get one very, very fast. So if you're looking for something like that, um, the Star Adventure GTIs, if you pre-ordered one a few several months ago, uh, those have all started to ship. So many of you have seen online are getting those. Um, if you're going to want one, and you put an order in now you're looking in summer of next year at this point if you're in the u.s and canada but if you had one on pre-order they are starting to make their way out and i have seen that a lot of you have gotten them i hope you're uh enjoying those uh we are doing the uh target of the month this month it is m27 but you have to get the wings of uh, m27 that should be at skywatchusa.com um you can head over to the website and get all the rules and information there uh, let me just show you it's up here under media you go target of the month and there we go jared's updated it with all the information there but you have to get the o3 wings in m27 in order to get one of our fancy dancy totem patches so um some of you have already received your august ones um i have like one or two more that have to go out but some of you have already received these so congratulations for that and good luck uh on this month's uh target so m27 but you have to get the o3 wings um so uh we will start sending we're we're going to basically wait until we get all the submissions and at the end of the month we have a big list of people then we'll mail them all out at once so there's that there Alright, um, if you ever have, have a idea for a future What's Up webcast, please go ahead and email that in at info at skywatcherusa.com, title it What's Up, give us your idea, um, and we will look into making that an episode if there's a topic we need to cover. Um, and if you like what you see here, please go ahead and subscribe, leave a like on a video, and it lets us know we're doing a good job and keep this whole thing moving. All right, so that's just kind of the basic announcements for this morning. So Virtuoso, there we go, Virtuoso GTI. Um, So the Virtuoso GTIs came out recently here in the U.S. and Canada. um, And we offer them in a couple different sizes, and we'll get into the details of that. But the cool thing about these is they are small but powerful systems. These are not toys. Um... That's kinda something that I think Skywatcher prides itself is we're not selling toys. Um, If you want a cheap little telescope, you can go to some big box store, get something that's 50 bucks and you have a toy. Um, We are in the business of selling real telescopes that actually do real things that you can observe with and get quality images out of them. So that being said, these are true Newtonian telescopes. They use real parabolic mirrors They don't have any spherical mirror to keep it cheap. These are real complete Newtonians. Uh, The telescope tubes, these are from our Heritage line. They actually collapse down and kind of seal up on themselves. So they're perfect for storage and grab and go. These also have full go-to on board, which is very cool. Built-in Wi-Fi, so you can use the SinScan Pro app if you need to move it around, or you can use an optional hand controller, which we'll get into the details too a little bit later. Uh, they have our Freedom Fine technology, where you can loosen the clutch and move it around without losing your alignment. You can power them with AA or 12 volt. And I'm going to go into all the details um, in this in a little bit, and we'll get into the more nitty-gritty Um, information on the two models and what the whole system has to offer and of course here in the US and Canada we sell two versions we sell the they're both the collapsible models Uh, we sell the 130 or the 5 inch as well as the 150 which is a 6 inch so you've got two tabletop go-to Dobsonians Um, speaking of Dobsonians it is John Dobson's birthday on the 14th of September so next week so kind of a a cool homage to John Dobson with these, uh, telescopes a little bit more technology than he probably would have cared for. Um, they're definitely not the simplistic design of a traditional Dobsonian, but it's an evolution along that. Um, and also getting out there to let people explore the sky. So some of you might be familiar that we actually still offer, um, the original virtuoso, um, now the Virtuosos are, the original Virtuoso, which you can see here on the left, is a tabletop kind of DAB base, Altaz, um, and it came with a 90 millimeter Mac CAS. And that telescope system, um, it could be converted to a go-to system, but you had to get a SynScan hand controller, or more recently, one of the SynScan Wi-Fi adapters. It kind of has this really strange control alt delete thing you got to do with the buttons to get it to go where you wanted to. It was an interesting system and it still is there's nothing wrong with it but um, it really needed some advancements. The telescope that it comes with the 90 Mac is a, a good little telescope but it doesn't really give you enough aperture to get real serious about deep sky observing. Um, Did good on the moon, the planets, and some of the brightest deep sky objects, but still a 90 millimeter matte cast, which is kind of limiting for anything other than the bright objects. Um, And the Virtuoso, the original one, um, came with a bunch of accessories to do, you know, panoramic photography and all kinds of things. It was kind of this hybrid astronomy mount But not really as you'd want one and a photographic mount but it was a little too big to be photographic in comparison to today's um, competition as far as a lot of these panoramic and time-lapse function mounts it was a little too big for that and didn't have all the features that an astronomy mount did at least for a modern day mount that's where the virtuoso gti comes in so the virtuoso gti kind of the idea of the original virtuoso and it upgrades it with many of the modern-day features that us astronomers are looking for so rather than it being kind of this hybrid photographic mount astronomy mount it's just an astronomy mount now so the virtuoso gti has built-in Wi-Fi on board and a lot of the features that an astronomer would want like tracking which the virtuoso did but the tracking on the GTI model is based off of the go to system. So you can use either an optional hand controller or the Wi Fi that's built in with the SynScan Pro app, and you can do a multi star alignment. It finds objects for you, it tracks them continuously. It's more of a traditional go to mount, but it still maintains that small little footprint that the original Virtuoso did. And then, of course, we've also paired it with the larger 130 and 150 uh, collapsible Newtonian tubes, which you know a five and six inch telescope is a massive difference between the uh, smaller virtuoso and if we only had an app which we do I'm gonna have to take care of that Um, you will anyway you can do the calculations on there it's a big jump between a 130 and 150 from a 90 millimeter when you're talking five or six inch telescope deep sky objects start to pop more the planets have nice resolution, you have more to work with because you're running a 5 and 6 inch telescope in comparison to a 90. So the Virtuoso GTIs are really catered to be more of a serious beginner telescope or just a lightweight compact companion uh, for a larger instrument. Uh, But that's really kind of the difference between the older style Virtuoso and the new GTI models. Now, the Virtuoso GTI mount, which I will say, is not sold separately. Um, It does come with the telescopes. Uh, It is in a nice gift box Um, when you get it. uh, It's got its main shipping box, and it's got the gift box um, that your telescope model is in. But just some details on the mount itself, because you can actually use it with other telescopes, um, as our friends at Star Arizona did. The minute they got theirs, of course, Steve over there put a C6 on it, um, which is a cool little compact little setup right there you could put like a c6 hyperstar if you wanted to image and it would probably be pretty cool um, so a little detail on the virtuoso gti mount uh, this is an alt as go to mount it has an 11 pound payload capacity full go to system um, has tens of thousands of objects in its database when you're using our Hank or our app the SynScan pro app you connect it wirelessly you can align it that way and it finds planets and the moon and um tens of thousands of other objects that are up in the nighttime sky it does have freedom find now freedom find is a kind of a cool thing with some of the Skywatcher mounts and that is that there's an additional set of encoders on inside the mount one on each axis so you can actually disengage the clutches on here and you can actually move it around without losing your go-to alignment so it's a really kind of a cool feature there um it's basically digital setting circles, is what it is, if you're familiar with those, and it's paired with a go-to system, so you can still track and do all the fun stuff with it. So it's kind of a cool setup. Now, in the box, when you first get to the telescope, you're going to have just the Wi-Fi capability. The Wi-Fi is built inside. It's on the main board of the virtuoso gti Uh, this one shares the same board as the az gti the az gte and all of our uh, flex tube go to telescopes uh, go to dobs with the new wi-fi built into them Uh, so yeah that's um, we're trying to use some of the same boards because it also makes it easier to service if we need to so uh, the boards on these are pretty easy to take care of if you ever need one now, if you want something that's a little bit more tactile than the apps, we do have the, the Sinscan hand controllers. You can always get one of those, those are optional. Um, and there is a port on the side of the, ba- uh, the base arm there that you can actually plug in the hand controller and use a traditional Sinscan hand controller like all of our other stuff. So um, it's a compact little setup it does have a V style, uh, saddle plate on it. So if you wanted to dismount the tube that it comes with and put something small and convenient on there, uh, you could easily, as long as it has a V style dovetail plate, you could easily mount that to the saddle, um, on the opposite side of the arm there and mount all kinds of things. Um, so that is, um, that's basically that, uh, now at the bottom because one of the what's one of the biggest issues um that we have with tabletop telescopes um is that they're tabletops and a lot of times you have to drag this out to a dark sky site maybe you're going camping you need to have some kind of tub or table or whatever something to actually set the telescope on because if you don't have a table you're basically on the ground so on the bottom of these telescopes is a mounting block. And inside that block is a standard 3-8 thread, photographic 3-8 thread. So you can actually thread the base on top of a large photographic tripod. And there you go, you can, you can mount it to a tripod. Like our Star Adventure tripod, you could mount one of these two. If you had a large photo tripod with 3-8 threads, you could mount this on. At least it gets you up off the ground and using more of a traditional tripod setup rather than being, you know, in the dirt. Um, And if you don't have a table, then you're kind of SOL at that point. Now powering the mount, you can do it with either eight AA batteries. There's a battery pack, as you can see, kind of here, the little door on the side of the telescope there. Uh, That is where the eight AA batteries will go. Or you can run it off of a standard 12-volt power supply. Uh, The Celestron Power Tank Lithiums are fantastic Uh, field power supplies. Very convenient, very small. You could easily power one of these for an evening or two, not more, um, with one of those battery packs. Or you can do the AA batteries, but you'll chew through it. no matter what you're gonna chew through those AA batteries so I like having the 12 volt power supply um, or you could use the we say AC power right there but you could use the cigarette lighter style uh, power plug and power it off of like a field battery if you needed to as well or if you need to plug it in and you're at home and you just want to do AC power you can get an AC adapter and run it off of there uh, but the base is relatively small it's only 13 and a half inches wide by 18.5 inches tall and it only weighs about 11 pounds, so it doesn't weigh a whole lot um, for what it is. And you know, you can put a variety of different tubes on it. So that's the Virtuoso GTI mount. It is the same mount that comes with the two models. Um, that's just kind of the the information there for just the base we do not at least as of the moment we do not sell the virtuoso gti base on its own it comes sealed in the box with the telescope that you're buying it with Um, but it can still be a multi-function base if you need it for a variety of different small tubes so there's that that's the virtuoso gti uh, base and then let me actually tell you a little bit about the models because we're gonna we're actually selling two models right now um the 150s as of right now i think are all pretty much sold i think some places have the 130s in stock if you're looking for something i would mention right now as of the recording of this video which is september 9th uh 2022 as of the recording right now if you want one of these for the holiday season, you would have to go find it now. Um, see who has them in stock, um, check around, but if you know you're gonna want one of these for you or someone in your family and you want one for the, hol- the 2022 holiday season, do not wait. Um, the 150s, I'm almost certain, are gone. Um, everything coming in has been accounted for. Um, you might luck out with certain dealers Um, You could probably get some one thirties right now if you dug around a little bit, but if you know, you want to give one of these as a gift for the holiday season for 2022, find it now and get the order in. do not wait until don't wait, like literally don't wait. Um, Because these will be very popular for Christmas and the holiday season. And most of them are probably already pre-sold at this point anyway. So um, do your homework make sure you get it early that's probably gonna be the same with most telescopes right now Um, don't wait until we get into November and December to go get a telescope for the holidays because it's still gonna be difficult to find certain things so if you can find something now and have a way to stow it away or whatever do it now so that's just some insider information so We sell two models of these, of the Virtuoso GTIs. Um, There is the 130 and the 150. So let me break that up into some pieces real quick. Um, So the Virtuoso 130, it's the smallest in the line. Um, Some of you might be familiar with this particular telescope tube. It is the same one as the Astronomers Without Borders 1 sky and also our Heritage 130. It's the same collapsible 130 millimeter tube. This one just has the black diamond finish, which is black. It's got little silver uh, flakes in the paint looks pretty sharp. Uh, But it is a 130 millimeter or five inch parabolic mirror. Uh, Focal length is 650 millimeter and it has an F5 ratio uh, there. So it's a very usable telescope. And it, like I said, it is parabolic. Now the nice thing about these particular telescopes, like I said earlier, is these are not toys. The first thing, like I mentioned a a little bit ago, is the primary mirror is parabolic, which makes it a true Newtonian. There are a lot of less expensive Newtonians on the market right now that are uh, $50 to a couple hundred bucks that use spherical mirrors. Spherical mirrors work on a really cheap telescope and for the most part You probably won't notice the spherical aberration on the edge of the field of view But it's there and it is not a true Newtonian A uh, True Newtonian uses a parabolic primary mirror um, And that's what these are so you are getting a real Functional telescope in this particular case. It's a five inch uh, Newtonian now another thing and this is a big thing for me is these are completely collimatable. A lot of cheaper Newtonians will only have the primary as a collimation or the secondary, but not both. A lot of times it's the secondary that can be collimated and the primary is just glued down. In my humble opinion, if you're gonna sell a Newtonian, you need to make sure that both mirrors are fully adjustable so you can align them optically also called collimation Um, that is something that if you're going to get a newtonian doesn't matter if it's a little five inch or four inch telescope all the way up to a 30 whatever inch telescope or bigger collimation when owning a dobsonian or newtonian reflector like these is just part of the typical day-to-day maintenance that you might need to do these actually hold collimation very well and because you're not taking them apart you're just collapsing them A lot of times you'll find from setup to setup, you probably won't have to touch it too often, especially if you're not really traveling with it, if it's just staying home. Uh, They do hold collimation really well. But the big thing for me is that if you're going to buy a Newtonian, collimation is just something that you're going to have to get used to. It's a little tedious and maybe a little scary to work with optics when you're first getting into it. But what I find important is the sooner you learn how to collimate, the less scary it actually is. And then as you grow and get get into larger and larger instruments, it's no big deal. Because you learned on something small, and then you can work up the chain to something bigger. One of these telescopes is no harder to collimate than my 28-inch daub is. They're both collimatable, you get a good collimator, it's easy. But For me, I find that it's best when someone is new to just approach this from the beginning so you know how to effectively work with these instruments because these are real telescopes. And with real telescopes, there are certain maintenance things that you have to do. So rather than putting a band-aid on it or trying to make it easier, why don't we just make it completely collimatable so you know how to do it right from the beginning. So that's a big thing for me here at Skywatcher in North America is trying to maintain that philosophy. And that's why we don't really have any telescopes here that don't collimate, like, especially the Newtonians. They have to be fully collimatable, as far as I'm concerned, because that's what you're supposed to do. So the 130 is that way. The primary mirror is in its own adjustable cell. It's got thumb screws on there, and then the secondary has its own uh, hex head screws to make the adjustments. Like I said, these hold collimation fairly well, so probably not something you have to do on the regular, but it's there. Um, The full weight of the telescope is 17.3 pounds, so you're looking at just under 8 kilograms for the whole setup. Not too bad. Um, The optical tube, when it's fully extended, is about 25 inches long. And when it's retracted, for travel purposes, it's only 14.75 inches. So just under 15 inches long. So very small, very compact. Doesn't weigh a lot. On top of the fully collimatable thing um, with the optics, we do, and the parabolic mirror, all of our mirrors, like with everything else, use our radiant aluminum quartz coatings. We call them rack coatings. Um, those are 94% reflectivity coatings and they are hard coated on top. So there is a quartz overcoat on all of our mirrors to make sure the lifespan of that reflective coating lasts many years to come. Even if you need to clean them with dust or any of that, um, they are protected for quite a while. So they're made to last, but these have 94% reflectivity coatings on their mirrors, which is actually quite good um, for for something like that and we pretty much have you set the minute you get the telescope and you open up the box the only thing you're going to need is some way to power it whether that's eight double a's or 12 volt power supplies however you want to do it the only thing you really are going to need is power supply in the box when you get it you have the 130 millimeter optical tube You have the Virtuoso GTI mount. It comes with a 25 and a 10 millimeter super eyepiece, which is kind of like a reverse Kellner design. Um, They're very basic inch and a quarter eyepieces, um, but they get the job done. Um, Some people have been, they're cheap eyepieces, but some people have been fairly pleased with them. They do a nice little job for it it is an inch and a quarter helical focuser on these so you could upgrade the eyepieces to something nicer if you wanted to but it's a standard inch and a quarter um eyepiece we're not using cheap little .965s here these are real inch and a quarters i i have teleview eyepieces i throw in here i've used pentax eyepieces these can handle high-end eyepieces um, if you want to make that investment or you already have them Um, And it also comes with a red dot finder. So you're pretty much equipped and ready to go right out of the box. The only thing you're gonna need is a power supply and a nice clear sky. So you're good to go. Um, So that's the 130 millimeter model. Now, we did grow it a little bit as well. So for those looking for a little bit more serious jump, um, we have the 150 millimeter model. And Before I jump into the 150-millimeter model, just one thing I wanted to mention is that a 5-inch telescope is a pretty decent telescope. Um, You do have quite a bit of aperture gain stepping up to a 5-inch telescope. So if you compared that to, let's say, a 4-inch refractor um, or like a MAC-102, some 4-inch telescope, you're talking 56% more light gathering with a 130 millimeter telescope than a 100 millimeter telescope. That's a big difference. So you're able to really get into the sky. About 13th magnitude is the limiting magnitude of the 130. That's pretty much the entire Messier catalog if you wanted to. So all the galaxies and nebulas and stuff like that, that is all obtainable, especially if you take it to dark skies. These little things would be very impressive. But a 130 millimeter telescope, or about 5 inch, you'll be busy for a long time with that size of an instrument but just in case you want to go bigger we have the virtuoso gti 150 which is the six inch model so again it's 150 millimeter aperture six inch mirror um, this one's also parabolic um, focal length's a little bit longer 750 millimeter so it's this f5 um, it's a little heavier about 19.2 pounds so just under nine kilos um, the 150 so it's not a heck of a lot more cumbersome than the 130 Um, the tube is a bit bigger it's about 27 inches long extended about 16 inches uh, compacted down so it's a fairly small uh, setup there and on this one it also features that 94% reflectivity coatings uh, which is actually kind of nice The picture I have here is wrong. I knew I missed something. So, uh, hold on. Let me show you the real picture of the 150 just so we're accurate. I knew there was something I was forgetting. Here we go. Here's the 150. Um, The 150 you can actually tell pretty easily because the 130 has a single arm stock for the secondary support. The 150 has three veins um, on the spider or the secondary support. So that's kind of a noticeable way for you to see the differences there other than the 150 just being physically bigger. But if you didn't have them side by side, that's how you can tell a 150 from a 130. 130 has the single stock, 150 has the the three uh, support veins. So uh, just ignore that picture there. Um, Sorry about that. It does use the 94% reflectivity coatings which is nice and it includes the same things 150 but now it comes with the 150 millimeter uh, version the virtuoso gti base the 25 and the 10 millimeter super eye pieces the red dot Um, that's uh, pretty much what it comes with you just need the power supply uh, to make the telescope run but there is a little bit of a noticeable jump there, however, because we are going from again 130 to 150 millimeters. This is probably also the reason why the 150s are gone at the moment. Um, is when you're talking about the jump from a 130 or the the Heritage 130 model, we're talking about a 44 percent jump in light gathering power. That's almost half a magnitude jump. So. That's a lot of power, light-gathering power, for such a small telescope, especially as of recording this, again, September 9, 2022, for 470 bucks, For just under $500, bucks, you are getting a 6-inch go-to Newtonian. That's pretty cool. Um, this one also does use the uh, helical focuser. It's right there. Um, quick tip from uh, just someone who's used this um and something that you might actually uh see if you get one some people find it depends on the model um but you have to remember just being real with you you have to remember that these are not well, we wouldn't say beginner telescopes but they're intro telescopes for the most part so the focusers because of the design can't be the typical design um We had to do them differently. So these are helical focusers, the plastic part that's on the upper part, the upper uh, ring here, that's all casted as one piece. Um, That's plastic. And then the actual holder of the eyepiece is metal with the thumb screws in it. Some people have found on their model that there might be a little bit too much, I guess for lack of a better term, backlash in the teeth of your focuser. What a lot of people end up doing as a modification for this is they use um, electrical or Teflon tape. They'll actually wrap the threads of the helical focuser with Teflon tape, and it gives you a much smoother, more refined uh, focusing capability. It's a small addition. I've seen a lot of people do this on the AWB1 Sky and the Heritage models. And depending on your telescope, it can make a very big difference. And it also just gives you more precise focusing capability, but that's just one little thing, um, that you might want to look at just as like a, someone who's used it. Um, just a heads up. I have also seen people make their own light shrouds. I don't know exactly how everyone's doing it. I think it's like Kydex or some kind of plastic, but I've seen people make their own light shrouds on these as well. Um, I think there's a big thread on cloudy nights on the awb model which probably now encompasses the heritage and probably these now um, about those modifications if you will for lack of a better term Um, but one of the big things that i've seen people do if you get one and you find that the focuser is a little bit too coarse is they do like to wrap the threads of the helico focuser with uh teflon tape and it gives you a much more precise threading there, which allows for more precise focusing. So, just a little something there, um, just coming from a user base, um, and something to keep uh, note of if you get one of these. Um, but yes, the 150 is going to give you that aperture jump there. I believe I said it's about 44% down here somewhere. Yeah, 44% more light than the 130, and then the 130 is going to give you 56% more light than a 100 millimeter. So five and six inch newtonians these will keep you busy for a long time you can do the entire messier marathon all 110 objects with these telescopes you can pretty much see every planet in the solar system all the real planets not the dwarf ones Um, you can see the rings of saturn with these um you know these will keep you busy for a long time and because these are real newtonians you'll actually learn how to work with a newtonian correctly Um, and how to maintain a newtonian correctly and find out that there's not a lot of mystery about them Um, They're just two mirrors No big deal Um, But I understand if you're new It's it can be a little Frightening to mess with the screws to align your mirrors But at least you're doing it on something like this and when you go to something bigger you're well versed in the process And it's no big deal Um, But this is basically built as a fully functional telescope Um, They are not toys by any sense of the word they are a real instrument for you to get out and start enjoying the nighttime sky the best way possible and on top of that giving you really serious aperture to actually enjoy it this isn't some tiny 70 millimeter plastic lens refractor like it's a full go-to system electronics on board real optics amazing coatings it's everything that you really need in a small telescope to actually enjoy the sky and you're not futzing around with some cheap equatorial mount like get out there and observe the sky and have fun with it that's what these are all about um, as far as accessories go there's not a lot that I'd say you could really add to them other than some nice eyepieces maybe you can always upgrade your eyepieces maybe start playing around with filters um, a moon filter polarizer filters um, Nebula filters you can start messing around especially on the five and the six inch apertures Um, Something kind of cool there, but as far as recommended accessories go um, I say the two inch crosshair Um, on this one You'd want the inch and a quarter version However, if you do end up buying the two inch because I didn't change it The two inch is actually the inch and a quarter version with an adapter So you could get the two inch one. I'd probably still say get the two inch model and then if you ever get a telescope that uses uh two inch uh focusers you can just pull this one out use the inch and a quarter one in your your virtuoso gti and then step up to the two inch if you eventually get a telescope that needs a two inch focuser um, down the road so that would be my big thing is getting a nice collimator. We really like the Hotec crosshair uh, laser. Of course, there are the more expensive Howie bladders, which are really nice, but they cost more than the whole telescope does. Um, but for just getting started, the Hotec ones for these are excellent um, for that. That's really kind of the only thing I would recommend as far as like a must have accessory. Um, everything else is just kind of go, Uh, Pick it up as you go. So maybe a little bit better eyepieces, maybe some filters. Um, Maybe you do uh, Wrapping the Teflon tape on the focuser just to give you um, some finer things Um, But ultimately There's not much you really need to do. They're designed as a visual telescope um, To get you going if you wanted I think someone's got a question here about um, other than swapping the OTA Celestron example that was mentioned could you add lightweight imaging equipment to the built system um so good question there um, question basically asking if you can use these for astrophotography these are alt as mounts so alt as mounts are not really ideal for astrophotography because they don't handle the field rotation of long exposures um, I suppose you could if you were doing a short focal length optic. You could probably even use these Newtonians and take really short exposures because they are f5 and with a modern camera it probably would be pretty impressive. However the focuser is a little bit of a weak point when we come to imaging. For visual the little helical focuser that's on these telescopes is perfectly acceptable. I'm sure someone would love to argue with me about that but it's a perfectly acceptable focuser for such a tiny little telescope. Um, and it does get the job done. But for imaging, if you're gonna be adding more equipment, the Newtonians on this particular setup um, probably are not ideal. Now, like that picture earlier where we showed the the C6 on it, um, it would be an interesting setup if you had a C6, Celestron C6 with a Hyperstar on it, you're shooting at F2 or whatever. Um, you could have a really cute little de- uh, desktop, or, desktop uh, or tabletop imaging rig with a C6 a Hyperstar on the camera and that would make for a really intriguing little grab-and-go imaging setup um, so that one would be a possibility maybe short focal length optics like a camera lens but the, the mounts a little cumbersome if you're just going to be doing some DSLR work, you could do it if you wanted to just get some brackets to, to mount it. But ideally, these were really intended for uh, visual purposes. Um, you could probably get away with short 10 to 20 to 30 second exposure somewhere in there, depending on the optic that you're using. But ultimately, it's an altaz mount and it's ideally suited for visual work, especially with the telescopes that compared um, with it. So Um, But yeah, we kind of blew through that episode really quick, but that's the Virtuoso GTI series, the 130 and the 150. Um, They're perfect holiday telescopes. so if you really are thinking about getting one, I would really recommend you look at it now and try to find one that you can get before the holidays, Um, but you probably have to get that going immediately. Um, And even now it's probably difficult, so look around. Um, The 130 is probably going to be easier to find than the 150. Um, At the moment, but give it a try. It's a they're great beginner telescopes They're kind of the ultimate beginner telescope because they really got everything you're looking for Uh, a real optical set Large enough aperture to be interesting. It's got the tracking. It's got the go-to on it um, And it's not a difficult telescope to set up so it really is ideal for those just getting started and looking for a real telescope to actually enjoy and not really futz around with too much Um, If you want to know more about that, you can go to skywatchusa.com and all the information on the virtuoso gti series is up there so um, Unless you have any questions, I think that was the only question right now That's all I really have on these today. It's a little bit of a short episode Um, If you like what you see here, go ahead and subscribe leave a, a like on a video. It lets us know we're doing a good job if you have an idea for a future episode, please email us at info at skywatcherusa.com and title it What's Up and tell us your idea for a future episode. Um, I will let you know that if you do throw an idea in for an episode, we do tend to book these, uh, we schedule these out several months in advance. So if you do uh, throw an idea in for an episode, It's probably going to be a few months before we can get into that particular episode because we have to figure out how it's going to fit into the schedule. So just a heads up. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it for today's Virtuoso GTI overview. They're awesome little tabletop telescopes. If you have uh, any questions, you can go ahead and call our support department. Um, They'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have uh, regarding them. Uh, next week we are talking about night vision astronomy this is a really interesting topic um, because it's just kind of cool I just recently got into this it's quite an impressive piece of kit when it's hooked up um, in all the right ways Um, so we're gonna get into that next week I know some people have asked me to do an episode on this Um, so we will be doing an episode on night vision astronomy next week on Friday. So that'll be kind of cool there. Um, there's a question here. Uh, what's the max payload max payload for the virtuoso GTI mounts, 11 pounds as uh, what I would recommend. So hopefully that helps you there. Um, so yeah, so that's yeah, the virtuoso GTI episode for today. Next week, we're talking about night vision astronomy. That'll be very cool. Um, uh, yeah, so hooking up night vision to a telescope who would have thought yeah if you do it it's absolutely crazy um highly recommend it so i'll be talking about that next week and kind of tell you my experiences with that and how to go about it Um, but i hopefully you enjoyed today's episode and um, if you have any questions go ahead and email us or reach out to us we'd be happy to answer anything that you've got Um, other than that have a great weekend clear skies to all of you and we will see you next friday for our night vision episode so thanks a lot everyone take care and have a good weekend see ya